You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. Episode four of PvP. Yes, episode four of Players versus Pixels, presented to you by Giggly Radio, your home right. of all the geek out stuff. I don't know. I don't have a tagline for that. I was just trying to go into my announcer voice there. <laughs> just seemed a really organic thing to do. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to today's show. <laughs> it works, so you know that's really all that matters. Yeah, we actually shot this whole thing in, uh, you know, 70 millimeter uh, film. So there you go. We we do. We yeah. uh, we we shoot every podcast in 70 millimeter film. <laughs> That's right. That's correct. We're competing with uh, Quentin Tarantino now. <laughs> the CinemaScope. But I mean, I I kind of think there isn't any competition. Like we clearly win. <laughs> yeah. Our video is so good because you can't see it. <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. All right. So, so how, how's your week been going, man? Pretty good? Uh, yeah. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Um, just been playing a lot of games, man. I feel a lot that. Of games. I feel that. Well, still, actually, still working my way not... through The Witness. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to get back to that. Um, yeah. Actually, I haven't been playing a lot of games. I've really only been playing two games. Um, but you've been playing a lot of those two games. I have been playing a lot of those two games. Yeah, see? Yeah, so Warframe, I was playing the hell out of that because they are doing their periodical vaulting of items where they take out certain items from the game and you have until a certain point to get them in the game. Um, mm-hmm. And then they won't be available any longer. So I've been doing that, um, and then just playing more Warframe after that happened, because Warframe is just a great game. Yes, it is. Uh, and then I've been playing Firewatch because that's the game that we're talking about this episode. Yay, Firewatch! And All oh right. man, like oh. I've been yes like waiting for this game since i first saw a trailer for it and two years ago yeah year and a half it's like a year and a half two years yeah a year and a half two years ago somewhere around there yep man it was worth the wait but we'll get into that later absolutely so with that kind of being said what uh what has jumped out at you in the world of gaming news this week anything exciting happening anything dull happening just whatever you want to talk about uh yeah there have been a couple of things let's see hitman go you and i are both big hitman proponents uh we've loved the hitman series for ever even though it has had its uh ups and downs especially with the controls something that we both have been kind of upset by at point multiple times um so hitman go the 
uh, mobile kind of board game tactical hitman game. Super cool. Everyone should check it out. Uh, it is coming to PC and PS4 and PS Vita. Awesome. Uh, when is this happening? It will be happening tomorrow, since people listening to this will be hearing this on Monday. So, okay. Tuesday the 23rd. Tuesday the 23rd. Awesome. And I'll, I'll, I'll probably buy it again, just because so, it's that good. Do you know if it's a direct port or did they add stuff back to it since it's kind of a little bit more universal well not universal but it's a platform that has more sophisticated controls than a mobile device so like did they you know did they go and add stuff to that or is it just a direct port as far as i know it's mostly a direct port they're calling it hitman go definitive edition so i'm pretty sure that all of the dlc stuff that you could buy on the mobile version is just going to be packed in with this version makes sense. so that's cool yeah that's pretty awesome do you know the price point i do not unfortunately i haven't seen that mentioned anywhere hmm, fair um, enough but yeah i don't think it'll be that much it'll probably be 14 to 20 Oh. I think that's maybe still a little high, but I'm just yeah. shooting high for the sake of more argument. Like five to ten, uh, but that just might be the cheap ass Grinch in me, just having wishful thinking. Well, I mean, you never know. You might also be right. It, it might not be that expensive. True. I mean, I I guess we'll find out on Tuesday. Yeah, I was just quickly looking and yeah, you're right. I don't see any I don't see any prices listed either, so yeah. So, you know, oh well. But nevertheless, listeners, something to be prepared for come Tuesday, the 23rd. Yeah. Um, let's see. Similar to that kind of Elite Dangerous is going to be forking its game. So right now, um, Elite Dangerous, you can fly around, be a trader, um, be a pirate, you know, do stuff like that. You can, there's combat in the game. Um, you can basically do like whatever you want. Um, they're going to be splitting the game into two very soon and there's going to be an elite dangerous game that's nothing but combat for seven dollars and fifty cents um which elite dangerous which includes the combat is thirty dollars so the full game is thirty dollars this split game that's just combat is seven and a half dollars and it's called elite dangerous arena so that's Hmm. pretty cool yeah, that is pretty cool. And so they're kind of taking the approach that H1Z1 is taking to where they, you know, kind of saw two different approaches to the game. And, and the only way to really make the game work for both of those things was to divide it. So hopefully that's a good move with uh, Elite Dangerous. Hopefully that works out for them as well, too. And I mean, $7.50 just to go and try the combat out. It's pretty, it's pretty reasonable, I would say. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't agree more 
an interesting thing is that they're also doing a um, esports kind of thing with it. Okay. They're calling it the Close Quarter Championships, and there's like a hundred thousand dollars in prizes up for grabs in that. So that's pretty cool. Um, that is pretty good. So yeah, like anybody that plays Elite Dangerous will be able to play that, even if they only have the arena portion of it. So yeah, they're nice. they're trying to uh, get into like competitive. Uh, gameplay, which is always interesting when other people other than uh, Call of Duty and that sort of thing do it. Especially for a space, you know, well, it started off as kind of like a space simulator and then it's, yeah. you know, moved into this. So, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty interesting jump for, for the game. And obviously it sounds like that's it's going to kind of take on its own thing. So that's, I think that's pretty exciting. I still need to check that out. It's still on my list. There's so many like really, really cool space simulators that are out or just around the corner or kind of like in early access. And so, you know, we've got No Man or yeah, No Man's Sky somewhere in here. Elite Dangerous. Gosh, what's the other one I was trying to think of right now? Star Citizen, that was the other one. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of and I think there's even a couple more that I might have overlooked that are maybe a little bit smaller scale. But yeah, there's a lot of like really, really cool like space simulation games that are, you know, out or in development right now that people can get early access to and that's pretty cool because it seems like there for a while like it dried up pretty drastically you know i think the Mm -hmm. last like really big space game to have any like really big you know weight to its name was eve online and yeah which is still a behemoth oh absolutely yeah it's it's one of those things and gosh that's been around for more than a decade 15 years yeah like a ridiculous yeah. amount of time. And it's, it's one of those games I've always wanted well. to get into, but like I just I don't know. It's like but I it should have gotten into you? it. It does terrify me. Yeah, it does terrify me. And then like I also feel like I I should have only like I should have gotten into it so long ago that yep. you know, and that's I guess what happened is even along the way I was like, eh, it's too far gone. I can't get into it. But I'm always exactly. like, there's always something just ripping at me that's like no come play me you know play this game and i'm like shut (laughs) up voice i don't have time for you to do this to me right now because i don't have time to sit there and learn all this stuff and figure everything out right now because i got a million other games to play so unless you're gonna you know reset back to zero or go to eve online 2 or something probably not gonna do it but they're never gonna do that i don't think because people would probably never gonna do that (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% on that. Like that game is just too far gone. It is. Yeah, it's beyond it's 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 out of control. It's it's just a wildfire burning the forest down and no one's going to put it out. It's just easier to let it burn itself out. It's the only thing you can exactly. do. Exactly. Especially since like all of the skills that you acquire in that game take real world time real to time, like yeah. level up. So, like, yeah, the game's too fucking far gone. Like, I would never be able to catch up with anyone in that goddamn game. Nope. Same here. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's why when these other ones were kind of announced, I was like, ooh, ground floor time. Yay. Hell yeah. I need to hop on these digital, you know, bandwagons of space rather quickly here. (laughs) We're getting way off topic, which we always do. Um, Games. They have DLC. 
some big yeah, games are getting some DLC. Oh my. Fallout 4 is getting DLC starting in March. Woohoo! So the first DLC is called Automatron, and it'll awesome. retail for $10. Um, hmm. And that's in March. And the description is the mysterious mechanist, or mechanist, I don't know, has unleashed a horde of evil robots into the Commonwealth, including the devious Robo-Brain. Hunt them yes. down and harvest their parts to build and mod your own custom robot companions, Jesus Christ. The Choose biggest thing from... that disappoints me is that I don't have a Robo-Brain of right? my own. Oh my god, say, well, you can build one, probably, from the likes yes. of it, from the sounds of it. Choose from hundreds of mods, mixing limbs, armor, abilities, and weapons, like the all-new lightning chain gun. Lightning chain gun, Jesus. God damn it, Fallout, why do you, why do we have this abusive relationship? You mean one that they create really awesome shit and you want it? Yes, but you don't, exactly. You don't time to enjoy it? Hmm. Exactly. It's very weird. Even customize their paint schemes and choose their voices. Shut up. That's happening in March. So, in April, we have Wasteland Workshop, which I know that you're interested in. Yeah, I'm already hating myself right now. <laughs> That's going to be... Heard... Well, go ahead and say what it is, and then I'll, it's, I'll come it's back It's going to be story. $5, and here's the description. With the Wasteland Workshop, design and set cages to capture live creatures, from raiders to death claws, tame them or have them face off in battle, even against your fellow settlers. The Wasteland Workshop also includes a new suite of new design options for your settlements, like Nixie Tube Lighting, Letter Kits, Taxidermy, and more. That DLC is specifically targeted at the both of us. Like, it's yes. got crafting, and it's got taming shit and pitting it against other shit that's tamed beast mastery and settlement building i'm sold and it's five dollars yeah five dollars here's my thing though this is and this is i I tweeted this a while back for anybody Mm -hmm. who doesn't follow me on twitter i this is how bad my settlements have gotten first off i'm i'm pissed i'm pissed that they have a capacity because my imagination, Bethesda, does not have a capacity. <laughs> so technology and other things, be damned. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> Fix it. No. Um, that is serious. It does bug me. I mean, I understand it. I get it. Oh, There's no. limitations to the hardware. But just saying, fix it, you know? Um, it's 2016 already, so, you know, we're going to get holodecks soon, as we talked about last episode, so <laughs> fix it. Um, the world you live in. <laughs> yes, it's not real. Uh, it's very, very virtual. Um, yeah, so that's one thing. The The other thing is, yeah, shit, I almost forgot where I was going. I totally forgot where I was going with this. Size, settlements. settlements. Oh, yes, yes, this is how bad it's gotten, Okay. I literally have probably tore down, well, not tore down, I have built, then tore down, probably every settlement I have at least five times now. Like, tore it all the way down and built it all the way back up to, like, max capacity or almost max capacity five to six times now. And 
Then I, you know, I started looking at it, and and this is this is a one thing that I hope this DLC brings. Right? Is so when you're when you're building your settlements, there's times where you know the snapping logistics or the snapping logic in the game doesn't quite work right, and so you end up with hovering structures, which really pisses me off. Like it, that takes me out of the game so quick, you know, and so the concrete block and the wood flooring category has become my best friend because you can actually penetrate through the the ground and it'll you know allow you to create a level base anyway i'm hoping that they bring like structural supports that you can put in that wherever you want to you know make buildings make sense but the real thing that's bad about it for me is is that i've literally started researching and studying other countries' architecture styles <laughs> to try to come up with new ways to build my fucking settlements, dude. It is so bad. And the fact that they're adding more to this and then potentially allowing me to train a death claw to like fight or defend sanctuary. <laughs> Dear God, super mutants, brace yourselves. Because if my 800 missile launcher turrets wasn't enough, now you're about to have a death claw with a missile turret on his head. I don't even know if that's possible, but if it is, <laughs> holy shit! I, I'm sure. And then a whole robot army that has like for that, you know, painted, voiced robot army to also defend sanctuary. So what's the last one? You said there's the three, last right? part of this DLC. It's more pricey. It's twenty five dollars. Okay, and it's called Far Harbor. It involves Nick Valentine a, awesome. a lot. Already sold. You already can take my twenty five bucks, <laughs> right? Nick Valentine is probably the sickest character in the, in, in the whole Fallout game. Like his, that I'm just like, this is awesome. What? It's no love so, for Preston? Uh, you know, Preston. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right, go out on a so... mission, save a settlement. <laughs> I've already done that. A new settlement a needs your help. Yeah. Does do they though? I mean, <laughs> really, they really. Don't worry, Preston. It's on my backlog. I just cleaned this up. Yeah. All right. So here's the description for that. A new case from Valentine's Detective Agency leads you on a search for a young woman and a secret colony of synths. Travel off the coast of Maine to the mysterious island of Far Harbor, where higher levels of radiation have created a more feral world. Navigate through the growing conflict between the synths the children of Adam and the local townspeople. Will you work towards bringing peace to Far Harbor and at what cost? Far Harbor features the largest landmass for an add-on that we've ever created, filled with new faction quests, settlements, lethal creatures, and dungeons become more powerful with new higher level armor and weapons. The choices are all yours. My choice is yes. I choose you, DLC. Like, okay, so that sounds super cool. Like, it, it definitely sounds yes. as if they are adding more narrative story content, which I think is fantastic, especially given, you know, given the price of that versus the price of the other two, which are essentially just like, well, I shouldn't say this. I don't know for sure, but seemingly it seems like, seemingly and seeming the same thing. It seems as if they are going to be kind of like, bolt-on little additives and then this actually seems like a gigantic 
narrative DLC. Right. Which, for 25 bucks, I'm sold on that. That's very reasonable. Especially yeah. for Nick Valentine. That character's so cool. Oh, absolutely. Do so, you have a favorite uh, companion character in the uh, game? You know what? I really like Codsworth. Like, he's oh. fucking cool. He does run around and say your name, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, he would say my name if I spelled my name True. incorrectly. Don't do that, <laughs> you savage. Right? I, it's I, always awesome. I couldn't. Mr. Wretched. Like, <laughs> yes, Cogsworth, what? <laughs> Let's venture and blow shit up. But you set it on fire, because you only have a flamethrower. I, I, I just can't bring myself to restart my character and put my name with an H. Yeah, don't Can't do it. do it. Can't do it. Nope. The other thing that's really weird about Nick Valentine, and I don't know if yes. you have this experience or not, but he seems like Humphrey Bogart or, you know, right? Humphrey Bogart from like the, you know, what, 1950s golden age Hollywood type thing, right? Right, right. So like every time I see him, like I just instantly in my head, I'm like, yo, Nicky baby, you know, like I don't know <laughs> why. Like, I'll have my people call your people. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like nice. Italian, you know, Boston weird. <laughs> it's like a melting pot of really bad, you know, dialects going on right there. But I, I don't know why. For some reason, I always just want to call him, you know, like they do back then. Where there's Nicky baby. Like, I don't know why. It's weird. I, I don't it's know why weird. either. But yeah, hey, you never have that. So you don't ever have that happen then. I never happens to you. Have not, unfortunately. Mm. I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> Well, I mean, you can choose to believe me or don't. I Fair enough. I have no bearing over that. So with this DLC planned, they've also put out uh, news that they're changing the price of the season pass. Oh. So right now the season pass is $30. I believe at the end of this month, um, that will change to... yeah. On March first, right? Yeah, it changes to. I've I've seen two different prices, so either fifty dollars or sixty dollars. Um, so yeah, basically a whole nother game. Buy it so now, if you're folks. gonna buy your season pass, get it now, or just wait until the end of the year when Game of the Year edition comes out. Yeah, but you didn't hear that from me, folks. <laughs> well, if you haven't, I feel like if you haven't you know picked it up by now yeah waiting is okay yeah i I mean i think absolutely obviously wasn't a priority for whatever reason what's wrong with you no i'm just kidding (laughs) so what else you got in the news anything uh yes actually uh another game that's getting dlc which i'm like super pumped for even though i haven't started this game yet uh-huh. Is Just Cause Three? Oh, they are did you buy going... Just Cause Three? I did. Awesome. I've actually bought it twice now, technically, just because this last week they put the collector's edition on sale for like the same sixty dollars that it was at launch, like the mm. just regular edition of the game. All and right. So I was like, well. That collector's edition is badass. So I what, went ahead and ordered it. it. Uh, there's an art book and like a poster of like the map of the island. Um, there's also like a replica 
of his little grappling hook wristband thing, which looks awesome. super cool. Yeah, like, I was like, Psh, sold. Fucking, I haven't even opened my Just Cause 3 yet, so. So did you buy it for the same console multiple times, or did you buy Xbox One, PC, or PS4, or something like that? Did you kind of mix and match, or just two copies on the same console? Two copies, same console, both PS4. Nice. And there's no multiplayer in that, right? Uh, no, not yet. They are working on... Well, fans are working on a mod for uh-huh. PC, uh, like they did with previous Just Cause games. So I'm sure it'll happen eventually. <laughs> smells like DLC. <laughs> the expansion pass for Just Cause 3 is called Airland and Sea. And the first part of it is called Sky Fortress for the air portion. And it's all sci-fi. And they've got like this giant helicarrier thing, which is the Sky Fortress. And they've got like little UFO ships that like cruise around and you got to take them out. And it looks like you can add like a jet pack to your wingsuit. So you don't have to like grappling hook around to keep yourself in the air. Although nice. you still can. Um, yeah, like, oh my god, it looks so badass. Fucking Just Cause is the greatest chaos simula- simulator ever. Like, yeah, I don't even care badass. about any type of story in this game. Well, the story is you blow shit up. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, quite frankly, that what more do you need? I don't need any more. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I, 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 I've always enjoyed the Just Cause franchise. I just haven't got around to this one yet. But hopefully, hopefully one day I will get to play it. And who knows? Maybe one day we'll revisit it and talk about it on here. Hell yes. Yeah. So I got a few things I'll touch on quickly. Uh, I cool. believe it was last episode we talked a little bit about virtual reality. Yes. And, you know, kind of some of the new headsets and things like that. And one of them that we had mentioned was the HTC Vive, which is a kind of joint effort between HTC and Valve, the people who own Steam, for those of you that do not know that, which I would imagine are probably not very many. But anyway, they have just uh, revealed the price for the, you know, headset. I believe it will ship in April. It's going to ship in early April, so it's actually pretty close. It's not too far away. But the the well, first, okay, let's backtrack for just a second. The Oculus Rift came out. Well, pre-orders came out what a month or two ago, and that was around I think five ninety nine. And there was a huge backlash from you know the world. Well, the HTC Vive has come out with a starting price of $799. So if Whoa. you thought yeah. <laughs> so if you thought the price of admission to pony up to the Oculus Rift was too much, well then this might Hold not be. Hold on for to you. your butts. Yeah. The interesting thing behind this is that it will come bundled with two uh games fantastic contraption and my personal favorite that i know nothing of other than the title which is job simulator oh my god so you haven't seen anything on that because it looks funny 
Does it, it looks hilarious. Yeah, I've seen like a trailer for it. It's awesome. You should look. Why well, do I have to check it out then? Because you know, I don't necessarily want to judge a game by its name, but do you know? I really want to play something called Job Simulator. You probably will. I probably will. You're right. Like, like the premise of it is that this is like a some sort of like museum piece kind of thing where because the game is i guess set in like 2155 or something so ostensibly like 150 years from now and they're like oh this is a typical you know workplace and it's got a cubicle and all that sort of stuff and like the whole point of the game is just to wreak mayhem in this fucking office hmm Maybe I will play that then uh, after I figure out how to, you know, sell a kidney to purchase the headset. Uh, the other thing is that the consumer edition will also include two wireless controllers. No real confirmation on if that's like two wireless Xbox controllers or two unique hardware controllers that has been built by Valve and HTC. It doesn't really specify that. I'm and guessing then, it's um, going to be that one. That I would, be I mean, like I would hope. VR type right like hand paddles or something yeah Yeah. i would i would hope so too however the only thing that makes me question that the most is the fact that the riff you know comes pre-bundled with an xbox one controller so yeah but that's that's a deal that they made with oh no for sure for sure yeah so i mean we'll see what happens but yeah most likely it, it would probably be their own hardware yeah, uh, But it also comes with something called Vive Phone Service. And the only real description here is that it lets you make and receive calls while you're in the virtual reality. <laughs> Sold. So, yeah. Sold. 800 right? bucks. I'm there. That's that's a pretty big selling point for <laughs> some all I need. percentage of someone somewhere. I'll just live in VR. And I'll be able yeah. to communicate with people through calls and stuff, and everything will be great. Yeah, it's it's shaping up to become the Oasis, so I'm on board. Let's do this. So, yeah, that's the HTC Vive. Um, let's see what else here. So we also have one of the BioWare producers put a Ooh. poll out on Twitter to see if people would be interested in playing a Dragon Age tactics game and what he means by dragon age tactics is he means a game like fire emblem or xcom yes you were you were yes (laughs) you are on board for this i gotta say i am too um in playing dragon age inquisition they have a tactical camera which kind of freezes time pulls out to like a bird's eye view kind of like old uh isometric type games where you know you would point and click type thing and you can issue commands albeit very simplistic very basic commands to your your team and they will kind of go do those i always got really frustrated because the commands that you can say are things like you walk to this point you mm-hmm. use this attack then you do those attacks and they walk and then you have to reissue them a command so I've always felt like when looking at it, I'm like, okay, well, this is like this weird half-assed system that's kind of giving me a tactics game if I want it. And it's at the same time not being tactical enough. 
So I think if they actually did a tactics-based game where you could say, hey, you go over here, when you get here, execute this command, then do this. Like, I think if you could do that, I would be very much on board for a Dragon Age tactical game, for sure. I've never played XCOM. I've looked at it a couple of times, and I, I probably should get into it now that XCOM 2 is out. Same thing with Fire Emblem. Um, I haven't really played any of it, but it's people are you know raving and, and raging about it. So I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to go check one of those out. But yeah, if, if you are listening, let us know if you yourself would be interested in a Dragon Age Tactics game. You can message us on uh, Facebook over at uh, Players vs. Pixels or even at Geek Elite Radio. You can get reach us on either one of those or on Twitter. Uh, at players versus pixels and just let us know like we would love to hear if you would be interested in this as well the poll that he ran looks like about 49 percent of people said yes so that's huh. definitely a pretty good percentage i'm kind of surprised at that yeah I is it, it just yes lower. or no or is it yes no, no he gave he else. gave uh he gave like a yes, no, and then an only on PC, and then only on mobile. So he kind of wanted to know what platform people were going to be huh. engaging on it. And so, yeah, 49% of people are just like, hell yeah, give us Dragon Age Tactics. Let's do this. So sweet. hopefully we'll actually get to see a pretty cool version of Dragon Age Tactics on some platform soon. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, like Bioware is super cool. I, I think that they make great games. I'm not interested in most of their games, however. Like, really the only games that I am interested in them, or from them, are the Dragon Age games. Like, there's... I just love that setting and those worlds that they've built. Um, I should like Knights of the Old Republic and that sort of stuff, because I love Star Wars. I just don't can't get into those games for whatever reason i don't know why yeah that was going to be my first question was what about knights of the old republic <laughs> how dare you not like those games no i i don't i i agree i i've never i think i've dabbled with dragon age before but dragon age inquisition is actually kind of my first major time investment into a dragon age game yeah. And it's been, you know, once you get past the concept of it not being an Elder Scrolls game, it's actually a really great game all on its own, and the story and everything's pretty cool, and the whole, you know, uh, team-based JRPG, I guess, is maybe what you would call that, or similar, you yeah. know, it's like, it's a group-based RPG. Yeah. Uh, but once you kind of move past that and let the game just be what it is, it's it's done very well, and I and I like a lot of things they have done with it really the only complaint i had with it was just the tactical system wasn't you know there wasn't enough rich tool set for me to really want to use the tactical system over just doing it in real time right so this could be pretty awesome to see what they do with it and then my last bit of news that i have and then we can move into firewatch is just real quick we had talked about uh assassin's creed last week i believe it was Yes. And the fact that there wasn't going to be an Assassin's Creed game that was released uh, this year, 2016. And apparently the CEO or one of the CEOs of Ubisoft came out and they were doing a Q&A session at a financial meeting or something like that. Mm. And he basically hinted at the fact that Assassin's Creed will probably stop being a annual title. 
So apparently Unity really hit them pretty hard in the taking a step back and looking at what we're doing area. And it seems like they're making some pretty good adjustments by giving developers the time they need to actually create the games and make them what they were and to keep raising the bar. So overall, I think that's a smart move, and I'm excited to see what comes next from Assassin's Creed and how much better it it is than the last few entries have been. So Sounds good to me. I mean, yeah. that that is the big thing, that they just need to take time to build the game that they know that they need to build. And with yearly entries, more than likely that won't happen with any franchise. I don't care what it is. No, absolutely. I definitely, I mean, let's look at, you know, Call of Duty for a minute here. And and realistically, that game has not changed a whole lot in over 10 years. You know, it it, at this point just kind of seems like it's a fresh coat of paint with, you know, a few minor tweaks here or there. It doesn't really seem like they're doing anything to reinvigorate the formula. And that's why I personally haven't been picking it up or playing it for quite a while i I was a little bit more interested in the last one that they put out just because of the four-player co-op through the campaign that i was like well you know if i knew three people that had purchased the game maybe sitting down and playing through that with them would be a worthwhile experience but as it is now i actually do not know three other people that own the game so firewatch yes where do you want to start with this how did how did you feel about the game just like overall? Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really liked this game uh, a lot. And I think there's a lot. I and mean, we're, you know, obviously we're going to get, you know, we're going to dig into this pretty deep in, in, a, in a second. But I'll just kind of start off with I liked it a lot, but I do have some issues with it. Okay. So that's where I'll start. What about you? Fair enough. I, I, I really liked it as well. Like, I have been really excited for this game for a long time, and I feel like they delivered. Um, I, I did kind of feel like the game was different than I thought it was going to be, but okay. that's kind of the point sure. in a way. Um, Absolutely. Because, like, when I first saw the trailer, I thought that, like, your character literally is like losing their mind kind of like this was going to be a suspenseful kind of thriller type adventure game and it is just in a completely different way than i thought no i i completely 100 percent agree with you on that and i too have been waiting since this game like for like we said you know i've been waiting on this game i think for a year and a half two years now and it's funny too because when the game was finally coming out there you know didn't really seem to be a whole lot of press or pr or or people even talking about it which kind of worried me at first because i was like well that that's maybe not a good thing but in reality that that has no barren barrence on the game at all like the game is a terrific terrific game I definitely agree with you. Like, I felt that the game was going to go a certain direction, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. 
And so, I don't know, maybe we should just say if you haven't played the game and you don't want any spoilers, now might be a good time to stop listening to this, finish the game. It's like four to six hours long, so it's not yep. it's not a super long game. So just finish that and then come back and, and listen and then share your thoughts with us on the game because I definitely think we're going to have to get into spoilers in order to talk about this game thoroughly. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Um, yeah. Have they left? Are we okay? I don't know. What are you still doing here? <laughs> we we told you to go if if you're not wanting to get spoiled. All right. So okay, now they're gone. Yeah. That was the, I heard the, that was the, that was the door. <laughs> I'm just I'm lying. I made that sound with my mouth. What? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, seriously. They okay. Okay. Let's go. Now. Here we so, go. Dig this into game. It. Let's start at the beginning. Game starts out. You meet the woman that will be your wife. This Julia. is all text. Uh, it's all text at the beginning. Yes. Saying like, oh, you see a pretty girl in a bar. What do you do? And it gives you the option of saying like, oh, what's your major? Because this is where a bunch of college students hang out or you're pretty. And it splits off from there. And then certain other decisions also split the story off. And I thought that was really cool. Like, I'm. This game is only between like four and six hours long, but it has replayability because of that. And I'm definitely going to go back and replay it and see what the other. how the other options impact the story. Here's, here's the thing that I'll say about this, too, is. You're right. The game, maybe you, what, the 15, I don't know, maybe 10 to 15, maybe 20 minutes of the of the game is is simply text on a screen right? with with some very selective foley. So, like, ambient sounds of, like, the environments you're in, a little bit of music, things like that. And, you know, it's funny because, why, okay, I'll give you a little background here for people that don't know. I'm, I'm a film student, and I'm also becoming a filmmaker, and... and we both obviously have a huge passion for filmmaking and games and all that stuff. And one of the one of the major things with that is show don't tell, and that kind of also applies to games in some sense, right? Is that if you can show somebody something and let them actually interact with it, you typically want to do that. The interesting thing with this is that you are interacting with the text, but it's done so well that you literally or at least i did and you can correct me if if you're if i'm wrong for for speaking for you here but i think you probably did the same thing you started creating the whole visuals oh yeah of the world that's being described to you of the event that's being described to you of the person that you're you know you're interacting with strictly through text there's no spoken dialogue it's not like you're like yes i think you're pretty and then you click that and the guy says you know yes i think you're pretty like there's none of that going on like you're literally making just selections with text and and even the art that's displayed with that where it's kind of like these lights with like bokeh and stuff like that in the background yeah. and, and and all that stuff is just absolutely perfectly nails this section of the game and it makes it so engaging and so much fun to go through this experience of of this text and the other crazy thing about it is how dark 
this text gets and how much it still emotionally impacts you so quickly simply through text. Yeah, shit got real really fast. Jules, your wife. Oh, look at that. Uh, You call her Jules. You've already already given her a sweet little nickname. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, she is my wife. Um, (laughs) So, Jules uh, develops um, early onset dementia. um, Probably Alzheimer's. And so that is the major conflict that starts the game. You have to decide what happens with her. Can I ask you you a question? Yes. Real quick? Okay, so... Are you going to ask me what I chose? Like, what I chose to do with her? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. So so here's... here's, This is how my brain works, okay? All right. Ooh, dangerous. Dangerous. Yeah, this is is scary. Um, So it takes me to... It takes us to that part of the game. And it's like, you know, hey, she's got dementia. You go through the whole text part of the game. Right. And then it drops you into the what is it Wyoming countryland yes. basically countryland yeah so when it mentions the dementia thing mm-hmm. I'm like oh shit this you you have dementia your character is the <laughs> one that is mentally ill and is yes. is fabricating all this stuff in your head so like I literally played through the whole game thinking like this is going to be so amazing when I get to the end of this. And it's, you know, tries to punch me with this, this surprise of like, Hey, you're the one that's actually, you know, not all there, not your wife. And so I was like, so prepared for that. Yeah. And that's all I'll say for right now. But did you do the same thing? Oh my God. I, I did that. And so much more like, yes. Fucking Angela watched me play the whole game. And the whole time I was just like, Oh, I see what they're doing. They're fucking setting me up for this. I see how you're playing this game. I'm on to you. And none of that shit happened. Not a single fucking thing. Right. Right. It it totally doesn't. It it goes a whole... And, and even then, you start to kind of, like, come to the mindset, like, later, maybe at the beginning of the third act of the game, I would say. You get to that point, and you're like, yeah, okay, it, it definitely isn't this. Yeah. But then what it ends up being is almost not really a payoff either, I didn't think. Uh, you know, It's still I... worth the experience. It's still worth the... Ex- it's totally worth the experience. But I'm just... It felt a little weird. And, and maybe there was just something off in, in the, the story transition. But there, to me, at least, there's just something that happens that I'm just like... Mm. Like, I was just kind of, like, let down just a little bit right there. But overall, the overall experience negates that for me. Right. No, I I, I kind of agree with you, um, but not really. Like, I, I really enjoyed this game. Yeah. 30% I, of the time, I agree with you every time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, I thought that the actual payoff to the story... Like, you find out what all is actually happening. I thought it was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. What I didn't like was what caused you to realize what's happening. Okay. That part, thinking about it later, didn't make sense to me. But that's kind of 
the point, I think, because fuck it. We already said that there were going to be spoilers. No, yeah, so let's yeah, just we, spoil we, yeah, the shit no. out of this. If, so, if they're listening to this and they haven't finished the game, it's on them at that yeah, point. They have been exactly. warned. So, throughout the game, you're told of this other volunteer that was there. Um, Delilah. Believe, no, not Delilah. Oh, you're sorry. The, the, other, the guy that's um, with his son. Yeah, I think it was Ken or something like that. The Either, boy's name was Brian Goodwin, yeah, right? Yeah, Brian Goodwin and his yeah. dad. So, right. Who we will call Ken Goodwin for yeah, the sake not? of this argument or discussion. I can't remember his name. And for some reason, Ken sounds right. Although I'm sure it's probably wrong. Um, so you find out that Brian Goodwin actually died there. Like, you come across this cave at the beginning of the game, and it's locked. You can't access it uh, because you don't have a key. Nobody knows where the key went. Also, nobody knows what happened to the Goodwins, um, Brian and his dad. His dad was there working. Brian wasn't supposed to be there, but he was, and everybody kept it quiet. It's Ned. Ned, oh, Ned Goodwin. Ned. Okay, so uh, kind of close. Has it's three letters. similar letters. Yeah, sure. I got two out of three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not in the right order, but whatever. Hey, doesn't matter. <laughs> so, you Ned Goodwin uh disappeared after Brian died in an accident. Or maybe it wasn't an accident. They don't exactly explain. Totally wasn't. The guy's a creepy fucking killer. <laughs> I think it was an accident. I went that way with the story. Um, so yeah, they explained that after Brian died, Ned just up and left. He was like, fuck this. I can't go back to, um, to reality. Basically I'm going to live in these woods and I'm going to make sure that nobody finds Brian so that nobody knows what happened because I just can't face that. And so like that, didn't make sense to me because i was like well why would he just leave his son rotting in a cave when he could have also just buried his son right and like no one would find out and still stayed a hermit out in the woods and whatever you know that would have totally made sense but at the same time the dude lost his son in front of him and probably had some type of psychotic break. So it kind of does make sense that this doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I agree. I just, and it's not necessarily so much, I guess, that. And, and again, I'm not even necessarily faulting the game for this. It very well could be my own expectations of what I wanted to happen that's actually causing the issue. And I think... I feel like that's realistically, to be fair, the more accurate representation of what happened. But there are also a lot of clues taking you a certain direction that mm. you're like, okay, I, I'm totally invested in this particular thriller journey that you're taking me on. And then there's almost kind of like a like a weird twist to where it's like, okay, well, we were going to be a thriller, but we couldn't really 
figure out that thing at the end so we moved it over into a drama surprise you know <laughs> and and so like when that happened i was kind of like mm. and it, it it did take me out of the experience a little bit but you know then going forward and and getting to the end and, and again i was still and this is not a fault with the game, and, and I'm, I do not mean this in a negative way, but I was still disappointed when I got to the end because of how it plays out. And, okay. I, and, I, should, and I shouldn't be. And, and that's, that's where I think there's a very interesting dynamic about this game that sets it apart from a lot of other games in general, is that you really go through this organic human experience with a character that seemingly you shouldn't be able to identify with a whole hell of a lot, right? Right. I mean, neither one of us are, what is he, like 40 years old or something? God damn it. How's my phone going off? Um, <laughs> I apologize to everybody that just got a sweet, sweet serenade of True Survivor, and it's happening again because I can't fucking turn it off fast enough. <laughs> We're just going to have to cut all this shit out now. God damn it. <laughs> okay, so let me backtrack. I don't even know where I was at, so let me go back. It's not a fault with the game itself. It's a fault with me, right? Is that hmm. I, I got to the end of the game, and I really wanted to meet Delilah. Okay. Because you go through this whole experience. You have this very organic human experience that happens to where, you know, you probably shouldn't be able to identify with this character. I mean, neither one of us are 40-year-old middle-aged men going through a, a mental mid-aged crisis and, you know, that has a wife that's mentally ill that went back to Australia to live with her parents and a lot of other things. I mean, there's a lot of really yeah. dark, deep content that, you know, not that we haven't had our own share of stuff that was kind of effed up in our lives we have, but... To kind of relate to that and then to be thrown into this situation and, and you know, at, at first you when you meet Delilah, it comes off kind of how, I guess, a, a normal interaction would to where you're kind of like, okay, like, who's this person? What do they really think they are? Like, okay, yeah. you're just annoying. Like, I don't want to talk to you. I just came out here to be isolated and away from everything. Like, stop messing with me. And then very, you know, subtly throughout the story as it progresses, like, you do become connected to the character. And and the thing that's interesting for me, at least, is I found myself craving the interaction because there would be a lot of times where you truly are isolated and you're feeling very isolated and you're, you know, the only way, you can't just radio her up anytime you want and strike up a conversation. Like, there are triggers that happen within the game. And so you find yourself, or at least I did, actively pursuing those triggers to spark up an engagement because you are now feeling isolated and that becomes very uncomfortable and i think that as gamers i think that's what really makes this game shine is because we're not used to that like we're not used to being put into a situation of being an average person you know we're used to these experiences of being these super empowered you know, badasses that that go out and dominate the world, you know, and, and to right. be put back into a very human element of a story and saying, OK, well, not only do you not have powers, you're kind of helpless for the most part. And then we're going to belittle you a lot. You know what I mean? Like and not in a negative way, but like 
when you go out to the the girls that are skinny dipping and they you yeah. know start calling you a creeper and and all this stuff it's you're just like wow like this is awkward and i don't like it <laughs> you know and yep. and so that experience was you know when you get to the end i was kind of like really bummed out by that that you didn't actually get to meet this other person that you've developed this connection with through the whole game. Mm -hmm. And again, that's, I'm not saying that that's not the right call for the game. There's plenty of stories and movies and things that end, you know, on a note that's not all sunshine, rainbows and flowers, which this game very much isn't that. So I'm okay with it. I was just bummed by that. Did you have any of that experience going on or no? In a way, like, I agree with you that I did actively pursue all of the dialogue that was going on between Delilah and Henry, who you play. Um, There were a lot of times where I was kind of disappointed that you couldn't respond. Like, there were times where Delilah would say something and I would be like, all right, cool, I'm going to respond to that. And you couldn't. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how do you just leave that like that? You're like, I had so much to say to you. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, I I just enjoyed the shit out of this game. I, I did too, uh, you know, and I think you... Uh, this is how much I enjoyed it. I, I, I'll, I'll just give a little bit of story here. So, The Witness came out. And we're like, hey, we're, we're the witness that. We're both interested in playing it. We should totally pick it up and play that. Well, I hadn't picked it up yet. And then all of a sudden I was like, hey, Firewatch is coming out on Tuesday. I was like, oh, my God. So I bought both of them. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, mm, okay, well, you know, I'll get to the witness. But I really want to check out Firewatch because I've been waiting so long for it. So I started playing it. And then I was like so engaged that I was like, ah, shit. Like, we gotta, I mean, what am I going to do? I got to play The Witness. So I had to actually force myself to stop playing Firewatch to start <laughs> playing The Witness. And then, of course, I played The Witness and fell in love with it. But even while I was playing The Witness, I was like, gosh, like, I it just, it was so, like, hammering my mind of, like, what was going to happen that I actually took a break, went and played Firewatch, played through the whole rest of it, which, thank goodness, it's not super long, then turned around, came back, and finished uh we'll finish that and then i'm still working on the witness because obviously that's going to take a while but but yeah so that was kind of my experience with it so i love the game too i I do feel that there's a lot of people that aren't really going to let themselves enjoy the experience of this game which i think is so unfortunate yep you know i read something online where somebody was like oh i don't you know i don't understand why this game's getting so much praise and you know to be fair if this was a film or a book yes, it probably wouldn't be, right? It probably wouldn't be getting a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's a game. And it's a game that is, you know, made by a very small developer, a very small group of people that obviously put a lot of dedication into this. It's a very beautiful-looking game. It's it's a totally cool experience. And that's why it is it, it is a worthwhile experience is because it is a game and it's very different than a lot of other games out there. And that's what separates this from everything else. Like, that's why so many people are talking about it. That's why so many people are singing its praises because it's a game that totally changes the approach to a game narrative, you know? And, and there's a few that I can think of, like Heavy Rain has a, has a pretty strong narrative 
that's yeah. more like a film. And so does, you know, The Last of Us does too, I would say. Like, The Last of Us is pretty heavy when you get to the end of it. You know, so don't think of this game as a film or a book. It's not. It's an experience. It's an experience that you can actually sit down and go through. And for that, it is worth all the praise and the nineteen ninety nine that is. It's 20 bucks for a four to six hour game that you're definitely going to want to play more than once so i mean you're you're easily going to get eight to 12 hours out of this game for 20 bucks that's a steal folks that's that is nothing to be on the fence about unless unless you're somebody that's in a really bad financial state and if you are that makes sense and that's okay yeah but you know let's be honest like i'm i I go out and i could probably spend 20 bucks at a restaurant you know what i mean like maybe even more just for dinner so to me, twenty dollars for an experience, absolutely worth it. Yeah. And that was kind of the same thing I was trying to talk to people about back with the order. You know, when that that whole thing happened is a lot of people were really upset. And it's like, okay, but you know, maybe let's stop looking at games in terms of dollar for hour. You know, like maybe let's right. actually look at it from is this worth my experience? You know, was the experience worth the price they're asking for? And to some, it's not going to be. But I would say for the the bulk majority of people, for twenty bucks, even if you're on the fence, just take the gamble and and play it. Like you're you're gonna most likely have a really good experience with it. The story that you told about uh, the witness and this game, I had a similar experience. I was very uh, anxious to play firewatch but we we chose to do the witness first for the podcast so i had to actually actually stop myself from buying firewatch until after (laughs) we recorded the podcast for the witness then i bought it because i knew that if i bought it before then i was gonna put the witness on hold and fucking play firewatch and that's absolutely what i did that's yeah it's (laughs) and even now like, you know, there was some, some frame rate issues that, you know, were there and the developer has since put out a patch that helps a lot of that. But, you know, I did want to kind of touch on this briefly because I, I came across this on uh, Kutaku. And it was a, it's an article about a customer over on Steam who mm-hmm. had purchased Firewatch and then you know was finished it and all that sort of stuff and and for those of you that don't know is on steam uh, i believe they give you something like 14 days to where you can return it no questions asked. you can get a refund no questions asked as long as you don't have more than um, two hours two or three hours or something something. like that and so this person wrote so this game was 18 dollars. i purchased it because i enjoy games like this and i enjoyed this game a lot like way more than a healthy amount but it was two to three hours which that's pretty impressive because i i think and i don't know i wasn't like burning through like i was <laughs> burning through it firewire huh. um i wasn't like <laughs> rushing through the game right and i think it, i think i think i clocked about four hours yeah. maybe a little bit more but but he apparently got through in about three, two to three hours he says i feel like there could have there could have been more And I'm thinking of refunding, but here's my problem. I loved this game. It was a unique game with awesome narration and storytelling. I like the developers. I mean, seriously, have you seen how active they are on these forms? What other dev is 
that connected to their community. I want to support the developer, but there was so much more I could have got with my $18. Should I refund or hold on to it? Well, someone named Jane from uh, Camp Santos, Campo Santos, I believe is their name, right? Campo Santo. Campo Santo? Okay. Yeah. Um, Responded. And, And you know, I have to say. They're the developers. What's that? Yeah, they're they're the developers. They're the developers. And she's she's one of the developers. And I and I, I they, she wrote a response. And I have to say, this kind of blew me away because it, there's so many times where you hear horror stories about people responding to customers and it's just going totally wrong. And I think they, I think Jane nailed this perfectly. She says, "Hey there," and this is pretty lengthy, so bear with me here. I thought about not responding because normal people who want to refund are rude and unpleasant, and I choose to not engage and dwell on it. You seem nice, and I figured, what the heck? Why not have a conversation about this? Now that I have read it, and it's right here in front of me. So here is what I think as the developer. Sorry if it's a bit stream of consciousness, because I want this to come from the heart. The 11 of us all took a lot of risk to make this and sacrifice financially to give Firewatch a chance. We all could have had much better paying jobs elsewhere, but we all thought the game idea had potential to be something special. We seem to like each other okay, so we all took a big leap of faith. Two years, we say, let's give this a go. Worst outcome is we all hate each other and go back to various money jobs, but we all could say we tried. Two years plus, we're all crammed in a tiny office sharing one bathroom. It is not a glamorous thing. Making an independent game is just a small room full of computers and a used microwave and a $10 office chair we luckily got from Craigslist. Life happened during those two years. There were big breakups, profound illnesses of loved ones, a baby, etc. The dev team got to be like a family because that's how making an indie game is. You are all in it together, through thick and thin, supporting one another, because if you don't, there's no way in hell this game would get made, let alone any chance of it to be worth more than a bucket of... And then it says four hearts, so I'm assuming that's a bucket of shit. Um, Or piss. Yeah, right? Uh, we were excited but terrified. We felt free but were constrained. I have been in the industry for 15 years almost, and this is the hardest I've ever had to work. We all gave it uh, our all to make this weird thing, and we had no idea if it was going to be any good um, to anybody else. Uh, all we could do was try the damned hardest to make something we are honestly proud of. At the end of, <clears throat> at the end, if this was a commercial failure, all we got is what we have made. Nobody could take that away. So yes, I'm sad when people think this game isn't worth the money we asked for it, which we thought was a fair ask. Which I totally agree. It's, it's 19 bucks. It's not even. I mean, it's 20 bucks. I mean, that's like two Starbucks drinks. I mean, most people go to Starbucks every single day. So I mean, that's really not unreasonable. It makes me feel like I failed them. It's okay. People don't like the game, but it affects me personally a lot when people feel like it was not worth the time they engaged with it. But I do. I but I don't. But I, wait, I do blame you for wanting to... Oh, I think she meant most. Maybe that's a typo. But I don't blame you for wanting to get the most out of your $18. No, I don't. Oh, okay. I'm reading it wrong. My bad. But do I blame you for wanting to get the most out of your $18? No, I don't. Knowing your financial circumstances, $18 might be a lot. Or even if it is a lot, why shouldn't you try to get the most out of it? That's a fair desire. That's why we asked for 18 too. Because money is something we could all use more of. So I suppose in conclusion, if you do refund, I'm not upset. It's on me to learn not to care too much. All I ask is that maybe sometime in the future, when the game goes on a mega dirt cheap sale, you gift the experience to someone else you think will enjoy it like you did. Sincerely, Jane. 
I tip my hat to you, Jane, and everyone over at the dev team, because that's absolutely true. And I fully would say that, you know, this game is absolutely 100% worth every penny that they're asking for. Like, it is not, it is not a ridiculous request at all. So, oh, No, I couldn't agree more. It was a fantastic experience that I think most people or anyone should experience going back a little bit um, yeah absolutely i, I kind of wanted to talk about like how i kind of mind fucked myself playing this game awesome <laughs> so like before i even started playing i saw a post that you had done about this game talking about bears and i was like oh, oh fuck there's gonna be <laughs> yeah. goddamn bears in this like some shit is going to go down with bears and that's going to be crazy. So I started the game and it starts out telling you all this crazy backstory about how these people fell in love and now she's sick. And so he like goes out into the woods and I was like, fuck bears going to maul me. Like they totally set up these emotional ties to this character. And this isn't even the character I'm going to be playing. I'm bear food right now. Like fucking bears. <laughs> and you are that the didn't have it. That didn't happen at all. No, it, it doesn't. But that's I think that's kind of one of the really cool things about this game, though, is, is that so much of the experience is given to you in a way that is kind of uh, what, ambiguous, I guess. Yeah. And so your mind kind of starts trying to create these other like circumstances that aren't there. And I think that's really really cool as well like i thought that was kind of a unique thing because like I, I i didn't have that experience but then again you were impacted by what i said right but when you got to that part where you do, like you were when she's like hey you know there's there's kind of like a bear you were like fuck that yeah i've seen the revenant i'm not i'm not <laughs> becoming leonardo dicaprio thank you no like no i'm going back to my 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 cabin and i'm staying there because the bear's yeah. not coming up those stairs <laughs> so then, um, like, you get into the fenced-off area where all that crazy shit is, and they have tracking collars. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, so they're here, like, tracking bears. Oh, my God, I'm a fucking bear. Like, I'm this bear that thinks he's a man and is developing this whole, like, world inside of his mind. I think that all this shit's going on. No, I've been a bear this whole fucking time. The, and that the didn't best, happen either. The best thing would have been if that would have been true. And, like, <laughs> at the very at the very end of the game, like, this guy runs up to you and shoots you with a trank dart. And as it does, a camera pulls out. And you realize you're Smokey the fucking bear. Right. And you've just been shot with a trank dart because you set a forest fire into motion twice. <laughs> Take that, Smokey. That would have been awesome. Right? Yeah. No, but but to be very serious, the game the game is extremely awesome. And there's a lot of heart punching in this game. Like it's got some pretty heavy content. For Hell sure. Hell yeah. Hell yes. So that's that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, I don't uh I don't think I have really anything else to add to this. Yeah, but it is a great game. Go check it out. Uh you can follow us on Twitter at players versus pixels. We're on Facebook by the same name. Of course, don't forget to check out geekeliteradio.com and um I don't know, I think that might be it for general housekeeping at the end of this. Do you have anything else? Nope, that's it. Nope. 
All right. Awesome. Well, until then, geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.